You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back. Huddle Up, a football podcast. My name's Tony, joined always by Corey and Daniel. Welcome back, guys. What up? Hit subscribe um, on iHeartRadio now, by the way. We've talked about this once before, but we should mention that more often. Um, We're on iHeartRadio, so apparently that's the number one site for podcasts. I didn't know, but it is. And we're there. So subscribe. Um, Oh, the draft's coming up, and I had told everybody I was going to the draft. So we should talk about this, because now I'm in a spot where I told everybody I was going to do something really cool that I'm not going to do at all. I had to be fully vaccinated by the 15th, which was last Thursday. And I had, on the first is when we became eligible for people my age to, to sign up to be vaccinated, um, which I did immediately. And it was, happened to be for the 15th. So the stars lined up perfectly. I was to get the Johnson & Johnson vaccine on the 15th. Uh, that would have satisfied the Colts. I'd be fully vaccinated by the draft. And uh, unfortunately, two days before that was supposed to happen, uh, the FDA and the CDC decided not to administer those shots anymore. As a result, I still did get a vaccine. I've got my first shot of the Moderna on the 15th, um, but I won't be going to the draft. So that part kind of stinks. You know, that was a big letdown. Not to start the show with a letdown. This is about the draft, not about COVID vaccines. Anyway, the draft's coming up. Um, what's your guys' favorite part about the draft? Is it the rookies or is it like the booing Goodell? I like it when, like, right now there's supposed to be, like, five quarterbacks taken in the first ten picks, and I'm excited to see a team that just – like, a team that we're expecting to do one thing just does something completely different and just surprises us all. And I can't wait to see which one of these guys might fall in the draft because I think one of them will. One of the quarterbacks? Yes. Okay. Anything special for you, Daniel, or is it just a package thing? Uh, just, Just all of it. I love learning about these guys ahead of time. And then when they get picked by a team that I really like, and it goes in like the perfect scenario, it all, it all kind of aligns for me. Um, but yeah, I, I love it all. Okay. Well, let's do, um, let's do a mock draft today. We'll do one round of NFL mocks. So we're going to have 32 picks here. Let's do it as a few rules. One draft as though you're the GM, like Daniel Roberts is the GM of the New York jets. Okay. Number two, no trades. You can't trade out. You can't make any cheap shots there. Also, there's a Grammy sound, and that's for Daniel. You'll know it when you hear it. Uh, uh-huh. Those are the rules. Three rules. That's it. I'll start first because, well, that's an easy one, and I want it. Uh, first picks in. Jaguars are taking Trevor Lawrence, and that's as easy as pie. Do I need to explain it? Nope. Okay, number two. Uh, Daniel, you're going to go up next. Uh, you're the Jets. Yep. Uh, they... They are going to take Zach Wilson. Uh, it's kind of a no-brainer for me. We, we had our quarterback show. He's the second-best quarterback in this draft. I think almost everyone would agree at this point um, that the Jets are taking Zach Wilson, so I don't think I need to elaborate very much beyond that. Uh, I've, I've got pick three on the 49 uh, – I've got pick three on the 49ers. I just traded it up to the third pick. I gave up my first-rounder this year in uh, my pick in 2022-23. Both those in the first round and then a third rounder this year as well. So we just made a move like that. You got to assume I'm going to take a quarterback. Um, and the rumors have been swirling. Could be Mac Jones. Um, that was buzzing. Uh, but 
I'm going to, I think, surprise the world, go against the narrative here. I'm going to take Justin Fields. I think unanimously he's the number two quarterback on the board. His athletic traits are arguably the highest. Uh, he ran a 4-4 at the combine, which is incredible for a quarterback. And he's going to a head coach in Kyle Shanahan, who's somewhat of a QB guru. Wasn't able to get what he wanted out of Jimmy G. Um, Fields might sit behind Jimmy G for a few weeks, but once he gets in that offense, he's going to have the mobility. I think Shanahan's going to get him in good positions. I do worry about his throwing game, but uh, with Shanahan, uh, I, I think I like it a lot, and I think he can be successful with the 49ers. I think he definitely makes them better uh, since he's such a dual threat. What do they do with uh, old Jimmy G? Uh, I mean, I guess there's a chance you could see him moved here leading up to the draft. A team like the Patriots might be interested. I like him going um, to the Patriots. The more I think about it, I don't know why. Maybe because he came from the Patriots. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. I think the Broncos are sitting down there. They don't know if they can get a QB. Uh, maybe Philadelphia. There's a couple teams down there with question marks of QB. Yeah, apparently Philadelphia doesn't know who any of their starters are going to be, by the way. Nobody. <laughs> So dumb. Yeah, I, I, actually, I actually love that as a coach. Yeah, well, I hate that because it makes me look like a freaking idiot. Anyway, we'll talk about that a different day. We can definitely talk about I mean, that. I mean, I, 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 I'm on Corey's side a little bit. I agree with it to an extent, but not with the quarterback that you just basically, you traded away your other guy. You, you decided at the end of the year, this is your guy. You're trying to give him all the confidence to go into the year, and then you squash <laughs> it. I really don't get what the Eagles are doing there at quarterback. This was not about the Eagles. I don't know how we got there, but that's okay. That's okay. We'll do. Yeah, let's do fine. big Eagles talk soon. Um, so, anything else on Justin Fields, guys? Nope, I love it. I think the 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 Mac Jones uh, love here for number three doesn't make any sense to me. So, I agree with that pick completely. Yeah, it just seems like a like Mac Jones probably has the highest floor, but I think he has the lowest ceiling, and it just seems like an odd guy to go after with the number three overall pick. Agree. I've got the Falcons at four, and I keep thinking about Matt Ryan. I, I really view the, the Falcons as a rebuild team here. Outside of, uh, I mean, offensively, outside of Calvin Ridley, there's not a lot of hope and promise. I mean, there's not a lot of hope and promise coming out of Atlanta right now. I view them as a rebuild team. And part of me thinks that they really do want to move on from Matt Ryan. His contract's not very tradable right now. There's a lot of dead cap in it. There's, it's just not real pretty. But there's an out at the end of 2022. He's got a nine. Uh, so for 2020, they're going to pay him a uh, million dollars in base salary. He's got a $9.3 million signing bonus. I don't know if he's already got that or not. Uh, option restructure. Yeah, there's, there's, it's not real expensive to have him as your starter this year. And you, and you can trade him for a one-year rental or just cut him a year after that if it doesn't work out. I see him taking a quarterback here. And, and the, the reason I'm saying that is because I, I said I couldn't trade. I really hope the Falcons trade out of the pick. Somebody else gets the quarterback, but it would make sense for them to take a quarterback. And I agree with, with Corey that Trey Lance has the highest ceiling. If they wanted to give a, a, a bolt of energy into, into Atlanta, I think they could draft Trey Lance, let him sit down behind a solid veteran. Matt Ryan didn't cause any problems and he's put up some big time numbers. I mean, he can teach a young quarterback a thing or two. This is exactly what I've been saying for, for as long as we've been doing a podcast, I want a team to draft a quarterback and sit him down behind a veteran and learn. And Trey Lance fits the mold. He didn't play last year. It's going to take him some time to get back into football shape. Maybe he's there. Maybe he's not. I don't know. But it would be just the perfect fit. And hopefully, with, with Matt Ryan being not out of his prime, 
they can win enough games that they're not in this position next year, and then they don't have the opportunity to go get a quarterback. So that's what I'm trying to say. Now, strike while you can. And I think it's going to – I would pick Trey Lance. Nice. Um, so it's my pick here. I'm the Bengals at number five, and there's been a lot of, um, you know, a lot of news about Joe Burrow wanting to reunite with his college teammate, Jamar Chase and how he's the best you know, wide receiver in the draft and that they're going to take him. I'm not taking Jamar Chase here. I don't think the Bengals need Jamar Chase as much as they need this position. And I'm taking Kyle Pitts. Um, their number one tight end is a toss-up between C.J. Uzama and Drew Sample. Um, hello, glaring need there. You already have T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd and Auden Tate had some flashes as a as a rookie that's that kind of has the build of a number one receiver there so give joe burrow the missing piece on offense um you signed riley reef the right tackle um in the offseason and then you drafted jonah williams two years ago to be your starting left tackle so they have two starting left tackles right now so that's why i'm not going lineman everybody that would say you got to protect joe burrow look at what happened last year he's so good there's not an interior offensive lineman in this draft that you would take at five. So if you're not sold on um, maybe your right tackle that you just signed um, through free agency, maybe you could draft a replacement for him. But I think you'd be passing up on a generational talent here uh, with Kyle Pitts. They need tight end help more than they need wide receiver help. So I'm taking Kyle Pitts here. Yeah, I love that. The Bengals just got arguably the best player in the draft at five and then I've got the Dolphins here at six, and now I have a chance to get the second best player in the draft at six. Um, the Dolphins were a solid team last year. Wait a minute. If, can you say Pitts is the first best player in the draft? I, I think overall that's the general opinion is Pitts is the best player in the draft aside from yeah, I mean, outside QB. of the where would you yeah, outside so, of the normal QB need for the NFL, you, you look at all these skill positions and all these positions like offensive tackle, and then you look at how they rank these guys. Kyle Pitts is definitely up there. I guess I was looking at Trevor Lawrence thinking he was the best player in the draft. So if you're, well, he I, is. I mean, yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, I understand your point though. If you remove the quarterback, cause it is stereotypical. They do get a boost because they are quarterbacks. Okay. I understand what you're saying. I just wanted to clarify. Did you actually think that Trevor Lawrence was the third best? And it sounds like the answer is no. No, 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 no. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Trevor okay. Lawrence is one. It's could be two. So yeah, I'm, I understand you're not, and your point, and I don't mean to. I'm not like down on that at all because it makes sense. I'm sorry, overanalyzed. So as the Dolphins, I'm getting potentially the second best player in the draft. Uh, the Dolphins were solid last year. Their defense looked really good. Where they did struggle was on offense. It was to his rookie year. I don't think he played horrible. I think he can definitely uh, raise his game. But ultimately, I think they need to protect him. Uh, just kind of looking through the roster. They did just trade away Laramie Tunsil to the Texans a year or two ago. Um, the, they need O-line help everywhere, but I think left tackle is a need. I think Panay Sewell is right up there with uh, Pitts as, you know, as a non-QB is either one or two, very much one of the best athletes in this draft. I think the Dolphins got to go straight to left tackle, sure up the O-line. They have another pick at 18 later. They can address some other needs there, but go ahead and get the best offensive lineman in the draft. Just mark it off the board, get it done. Uh, Panay Sewell to the Dolphins at six. That's a bummer because I'm at seven, 
and I thought for sure that Daniel would take Sewell. And then I thought for sure that Corey would take Pitts. It didn't work out that way. It doesn't make a difference, does it? No, it doesn't make a nope. difference at all. <laughs> Wait a minute. No, no. I thought that, I'm sorry. I thought Daniel would take Jamar Chase. I apologize. I got confused because uh, I'm looking yeah. at the sheet. I thought that, that, that Daniel would take Chase to the Bengals and then Corey would take Pitts. Sorry I got so confused there. And then I could get Sewell. That's what I was hoping for. But I am going to take the best player available. I'm going to take a playmaker at a position of massive, massive need for the Detroit Lions. Normally, I would not say that a wide receiver, I mean, there are very few that should be drafted so high. But in this situation, the Dolphin, the Lions don't have any wide receivers at all. So Jamar Chase has to be taken here. There's no choice. Um, or, or here's another position. I can't trade out of this. So maybe the Lions could trade down to, to get a couple extra picks. But Jamar Chase makes sense here. He's the best player on the board. He fills the, team, the team's biggest need, I think. And that's what I'm going to do here. Yep, I like that. So I'm I'm now the Panthers sitting at pick number eight, and I just went uh, well, not all in, but I committed to Sam Darnold at least for this year. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is not the answer, and so Darnold will be the starter. Um, so normally this would be before that move. I was thinking the Panthers were definitely going to be taking a quarterback, but um, now they they kind of got Darnold pretty cheap. Um, so my first thought is protect him. Um, you know, you, you already have some weapons on the Panthers that are very, very good on offense. You know, Christian McCaffrey, you're trying to prolong his career. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, um, decent tight end um, in Ian Thomas. So I'm going to go the next best offensive tackle at left tackle available. And that's Rashawn Slater. Um this, it's kind of a no-brainer to me. If Sewell was here, I would take Sewell, but Rashawn Slater could be. Rashawn Slater is creeping up boards. He's number one on some people's draft boards on the best left tackle. But, uh, yeah, if they believe, if, if I believe in Sam Darnold and want to prolong CMC's career, um, Rashawn Slater's a, a slam dunk pick here for me. Up next, I've got the Broncos at nine. Um, I was kind of looking through the Broncos' needs. I could see, well... I, everybody's saying quarterback, but unfortunately here at this point in the draft, the top four guys are gone. I don't think uh, John Elway's searching for Mac Jones here. I don't think that's his guy. <laughs> uh, I mean, Elway was a mobile guy. I don't think Mac Jones fits his sheet whatsoever. So I don't think there's any harm in strapping up lock for another year, going after like a Bridgewater um, or even a Jimmy Garoppolo to fill the spot. So just kind of looking around at needs, uh, quarterback, O-line, defensive line, cornerback. Um, there's a lot of offensive line talent here. They don't need a left tackle, which is what the first-round talent is. Garrett Bowles had a fantastic 2020. Um, and the defensive line talent's not very – there's not a lot there in this draft, at least, you know, at, at the front part. So I want to go ahead and take the best cornerback that's on my board, and that's J.C. Horn. Uh, he's a big, strong, physical, man-to-man corner. He's defended a ton of these uh, first-round wide receiver grades, all these guys in the first round. He's he's played them one-on-one, even some players last year in the draft like Jerry Judy. Um, and I think he overall kind of fits the mold of that Broncos corner that you've seen in previous years when they were successful. I just think overall it's a great fit. 
and he, I think he's the best corner on the board. I, I like uh, J.C. Horn here at nine, which is kind of uh, – he's one of those guys kind of creeping up boards as well. I know Patrick Sertain's out there, but um, I could see Horn going pretty early here. Cowboys are next up on the clock, and I think Jerry Jones would really want to pick Devonta Smith right here. Is that crazy? No, I'm sure he would. Honestly, I really do believe that Jerry Jones thinks he has a fantasy football team on his hands, like a really high-stakes league. That's really what I think. Like, like, you know, I think, I sometimes think that that's the case. Um, and I do honestly think that he looks at some of these offensive guys that are so flashy and pretty, and he wants to do that. Do you but, honestly think that after taking CeeDee Lamb so high last year? Devonta Smith, no. Think? But if Pitts was there, I think he'd take Pitts. Uh, yeah, for sure. Which is a value, but doesn't help the team at all. I'm taking a, a defensive player. The, the, the fact of the matter is they've poured so much attention on – on the offense and they have such a productive offense. It's, it, I mean, if that's what they want, that's what they got. But the problem is they're caught in these shootouts every week and they lose to teams like, like the Washington football team. You know, they get caught up because the defense can't stop anybody. They need some help. I'm going to go ahead and take Micah Parsons. I think he's here. I think he can help a lot. And the defense, that's what, that's what needs to happen is they need to be able to stop, stop quarterbacks from, from putting, points on the on the field man it's just it's just crazy how many points they allowed so they have got to address i've got to address defense that's what i'm saying if i'm the if i'm the gm yeah he's the best defensive player on the draft board so i I don't hate that you're getting a really good player thank you buddy hopefully he ends the streak of fantastic talent that the cowboys drafted linebacker they can actually stay on the field Deshaun lee was amazing leighton vander ash looked like he was going to be amazing and both of them have had injury issues. And uh, hopefully Micah Parsons breaks that streak because he's a great player. Um, I am the Giants at number 11 here. And I'm still trying to decide if Daniel Jones is the answer. Um, I'm looking at a couple of these these defensive guys to see who can help my team. Uh, but um, as the Giants, I just signed a Dory Jackson. Uh, from free agency that the Titans released. So my cornerback situation is is solid now with James Bradbury, who had a good 2020, and then a Dory Jackson on the other side. I drafted Andrew Thomas um, at left tackle uh, last, last year, pick four. Um, so I'm set at left tackle as far as protecting Daniel Jones. So I think I've just got to get him another weapon. Um, Evan Ingram, you know, buries out. Um I'm going to take Devontae Smith here. Uh, I think Devontae Smith could be, you know, potentially one of the, well, maybe the best wide receiver that comes out of this draft, um, just talent-wise, and give Daniel Jones um, another playmaker there with Saquon Barkley coming back. Um, You have Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard. I think Devontae Smith would fit in perfectly with those guys. Yeah, I think they could address some of that O-line help later in the draft. Um, and I think the Eagles could too. I know Carson Wentz got absolutely plastered last year and the O-line was the issue, but the, ultimately it was because they were hurt. They did draft left, uh, left tackle Andre Dillard in the first round of 2019. He missed all 2020 due to torn biceps. So I don't think they're going to spend that first round capital at left tackle. Cause that's where all the talent is in the first round. Um, and Mac Jones is still here. I know the Eagles just said they're not sure on their starter, but ultimately Hurts is more dynamic than Mac Jones. So I think they're going to leave that alone as well. 
I'm going to go corner. Um, Patrick Sertain's still here. Argue, arguably the best cornerback in the draft. Um, he's a do-it-all corner. His father played in the NFL in the early 2000s, and that really all they have other at corner is uh, Darius Slay. So that's a good veteran that he can learn from and play opposite to. Um, I, I think it's a great fit for the Eagles. I know it doesn't really – I think I'd like to see him go wide receiver here maybe, but uh, I think Sertain is the better talent above – you know, we've already had the t- two top wide receivers go. I think Sertain's still the better talent here, kind of taking best available. Uh, but corner is a need. So, Patrick Sertain. I think I'm up with the Chargers here. And it's a difficult decision because both offensive line and defensive line is a need for them. I mean, I, it seems like uh, it seems like either way you go there, you're benefiting the team I guess it comes down to me, the best player available isn't a defensive lineman, it's an offensive lineman. And then it comes down to um, my team need, which would be a guard, a left tackle, I suppose. So I've got Derisaw and let's see, who else is right in front of me? Elijah yeah. Vera Tucker. Yeah, those are yeah. my two options here. And Derisaw is the best left tackle. So, I mean, he's a, he's a left tackle. I'm taking that guy. I'm protecting my quarterback. I'm going to do this thing the way that these new teams are doing it. Um, and it, it's proving great success. I'm going to build around this guy and, and, and build an offensive line. So it's Derisaw for me. Beautiful. Yeah, you just got your franchise quarterback and Herbert. Left tackle's a need. Left tackle is plentiful here. Beautiful pick. Thank you. Yep, sure, sure enough, offensive line. They just got the best, one of the best centers in the league um, during free agency. They got the right side kind of taken care of too. So, um, yeah, that rounds it out nicely. Um, I am the Vikings at pick 14 here. Um, and I, I have a lot of needs. I feel like, uh, the offense is, is clicking. Um, the offensive line was decent. Uh, Dalvin cook had a, had a pretty good rushing year. So, um, as far as defense, it's just a train wreck. I mean, I, it's pretty much a need at almost every position. Um, so I'm going to take a guy that I think could be a true difference maker coming out of this draft. Um, but also maybe drafting for a position of need as well. And I'm taking Trayvon Merrig. Um, he is the best safety in this draft. Um, he has crazy technique. I mean, I was watching some more highlights of him yesterday. He reminds me of what Jamal Adams does for a team. I mean, he rushes, he covers everything he does is very, very good. He is a super hard hitter. He is a complete difference maker, and it's it's crazy that you could draft one guy and for him to fill like multiple positions at the same time. Um, Harrison Smith is getting pretty old for the Vikings. He's gotten burned a few times. Xavier Woods is their other starting safety, and he is not great. So I'm taking taking Trayvon Merrick here to be a true difference maker here for the Vikings. For the first time in NFL history. The New England Patriots spent money in free agency. I, and let me correct myself. We, as the Patriots, spent some money in free agency. Wow. We addressed a bunch of needs. Um, as of right now, our biggest glaring need is quarterback. Cam Newton is not it. In 2020, he had eight touchdowns, ten interceptions in the Jeez, passing can game. Can we go one episode without you hating on Cam Newton? Can we do one episode? He just said why. He, time. Year, he had eight touchdowns. 
Okay, it was bad. It was a bad year, okay? Oh, horrible. Comeback player of the year. Let's go. My head coach, my head coach, Bill Belichick, is best friends with Nick Saban. Okay. He had a quarterback playing last year. His name's Mac Jones. He does everything Bill Belichick needs. He's got incredible timing. He's the most accurate quarterback in college in under 10 yards. So, you know, if he's running screen games, slants, Mac Jones is going to be the guy to get it done. He's going to be able to do everything that Bill Belichick asks. We're drafting Mac Jones. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. GM, GM, sir. How long do you expect to have Bill Belichick around? I want to, I want, I'm not challenging you on the pick. I just want to pick your brain on this. If Bill wants Mac Jones, I'm with you there. And if it makes sense, I'm with you there. But you as the GM, how long are you going to have Bill Belichick in that system? Oh, Bill Belichick said he's good for another 20. So I'm, I just, whatever he says, we go with it. <laughs> okay, I'm down. And, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. And ultimately, you know, we just spent the money in free agency. We feel really good about the team. We feel really good. We got some weapons on the outside. We short up some defensive spots. And by God, Mac Jones is an incredible upgrade over Cam Newton. So not only were did we go like seven and nine last year, our team just got better, and we just doubled the value at our quarterback position with Mac Jones. He's a perfect fit. We are a playoff team now with Mac Jones. Okay, there you have it. Um, let's see here. Down to the Cardinals. Uh, don't have that team in front of me, but I think they're pretty well set at every position on offense, correctly. Uh, defense is the weakness, and defensive line is where I want the most help. Bar, how do I say Barmore? Is it Barmore? 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 Christian Barmore. Christian Barmore. Write his name down because that's who I'm drafting right now. Barmore. Yeah, you're getting the uh, basically the best defensive lineman in the draft. Um, so sitting here, pick 17. I am the Raiders. And so here's the thing. The Raiders, man, they, they are such a wild card every year for the draft. <laughs> You know, they had two two firsts last year. I think maybe two firsts the year before, but um, they just love drafting fast guys. We drafted Henry Ruggs last year um, early. Um, you know, Jalen Waddell is sitting here. Just, just He is the, the dropping player in, in this box so far, and it's just so – hard to look his way and not think that we that we would take him um but we we took henry ruggs his teammate who is almost the exact same player waddle you know technically found is better than rugs uh, maybe even a little faster but i i i can't see us us taking the same player so um i'm gonna trust that Derek carr takes that next step josh jacobs gets it together um, we, we take it to the next level with Brian Edwards on offense. Um, so I am going to take who I think overall might be the best, best defensive playmaker um, that we have left um, because he technically plays linebacker. Uh, I'm going to take Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, and he is out of Notre Dame. If you guys haven't seen highlights of him, he is the modern-day Bob Sanders that plays linebacker. Oof. He, I was talking about Merrick being a hard hitter. This is the hardest hitter in the draft. He, as soon as someone makes a catch, he is getting leveled if he is on the field. It's crazy how much he is a ball hawk as well. Um, 
part of me thinks that he's going to switch to safety just because of his build. He doesn't seem like a linebacker type player, but this guy could just change an entire defense. And that's exactly what the Raiders need. Um, we have made a couple questionable picks on defense and this would end that streak of uh, getting questionable players. But Jonathan Abram, we took him um, pretty early. We, he's not getting on the field. He's hurt. We, we, got Carl Joseph back. He played four years with us and he was so awesome with us. We just let him walk, play with the Browns one year and they said, no thanks. So he's our other um, safety. So he, he can help with safety. He could play linebacker and we haven't had a good linebacker in years. So um, he is my difference maker pick. Well, I'm the Dolphins here at 18. We just short up the O-line for Tua. Um, like I said, the defense was pretty solid last year's, so why not uh, help two out a little bit more here? Jalen Waddle has fallen in our lap all the way to 18. He's arguably the most explosive player in the draft as far as a weapon goes. Um, we did just bring in Fuller, but his health's a concern. We don't know if he's going to be on the field. Worst-case scenario, you've got them both out there. Um, at 18, if I'm leaving the first round on day one with Panay Sewell, and Jalen Waddle, you know, that's two top 10 talents right there. Um, I'm feeling really happy as the Dolphins right here. The Dolphins are in a great spot. No matter what they do, they're going to come out smelling like roses. I mean, this is incredible. Got, this is incredible. If this is the way it happens, they will be jumping for joy. There will be confetti in that draft room. <laughs> I don't know if they're allowed to have confetti. I don't know what the rules are. Does the confetti have to be vaccinated? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bad joke. Anyway, Washington's up next. <laughs> and I talked about this guy before. I'm taking Elijah Vera Tucker. Um, another offensive lineman. The thing that stood out about, about him to me was Austin Jackson was drafted in the first round of the 2020 class. And Vera Tucker actually won the team's offensive lineman of the year award that year. So we could very well be getting a, a, a better lineman than... Than the, than, the, than the one before. I like it. Um, I think it's another value here. It's another guy that I th- honestly I think has fallen. I think other teams could use some help here, but there are some flashy, attractive names, and teams want to score points in this year's. In, in this NFL right now, we're seeing a divide. There are some teams like the Cowboys who are just throwing it against the wall every year, and they're just going all offense, all, all, all points, give me points, give me points. And then these other teams that build around stability – that's the way I think I'm seeing things go. And Washington's a team that needs some stability. I'll take Vera Tucker and be very, very happy there. What's nice about Tucker is he can play inside too. So you might be a guy that, you know, whoever takes him, they may not need to start him right away at uh, left tackle. He, he played guard in college. Um, I'm sure he could play right guard. You know, one of these teams that does need the interior help, they could pull the trigger on uh Vera Tucker, but um yeah, he's, I think he's a great fit for whoever picks him. He's he's very um, – they're going to have options with him. Yeah, news came out this week that Sewell um, is even, you know, trying out at right tackle so that he could be a little bit more versatile. But I think Elijah Vera Tucker is probably the most versatile offensive lineman in the draft, like you said, Corey. From day one, he could play three positions. So, yeah, like that. Uh, so pick number 20, I am the Chicago Bears. Last year, um, 
in the last year of the Mitch Trubisky experiments. Uh, didn't go too well. The defense played solid, though. Um, defense was okay. Defense was not our downfall. It was it was the offense. You know, we made the playoffs. Um, we probably would have won the game against the Saints, actually, if we had a better offense. Um, Anthony Miller is most likely going to be gone. All we keep hearing is uh, that he is going to be moving in a different direction from Anthony Miller, um, the GM is, and, you know, whether that's him being traded on draft night, him being cut, doesn't matter. But I think they're still trying to prove that, um, or we're, we as the Bears are still trying to prove that we made the right decision with drafting, not drafting, getting Andy Dalton, acquiring Andy Dalton. Um, so I'm actually going to go a little bit against the grain here. I know that wide receiver wise, we just took Waddle. So there's some pretty good talent here left on the board. I'm actually going to draft Anthony Miller's replacement and take Elijah Moore. I think he will end up being the best slot receiver in the draft. Um, I probably would have taken corner if it wasn't for wide receiver here, but um, with Anthony Miller being gone, I, d I don't want to go into the season as Darnell Mooney as my surefire number two and then kind of no answer past that. So I think Andy Dalton can still get it done. Allen Robinson, get him some help in the slot, get some targets to, to somebody else that can help move the chains there that isn't Anthony Miller. I'm taking Elijah Moore over. Rondale Moore, guys like Rashad Bateman. I'm, t I'm shocking people here. I'm taking Elijah Moore. I've got the Colts at 21. Uh, Ballard's philosophy is best player available. Uh, I kind of like that philosophy as well. Um, looking at the board, you got Rashad Bateman, Greg Newsom, Caleb Farley, Quiddy Pay. Um, and this is PFF. If you go to like CBS, like we looked at, it's Farley and Quiddy Pay. Um, I don't, I don't know if the Colts, I don't see him going wide receiver. You know, at this point, there's a lot of depth left over. Um, they might save that for later. The Colts have, um, they just brought back Xavier Rhodes, who had a great season. They drafted Rocky Sin a couple years ago. He's starting to come along a little bit, and I think they do believe in him. Um, and just also re-signed another corner. His, his name's escaping my head right now. But ultimately, I think if you can get a pass rush in there, it's just going to ele elevate that group. So, you know, I'm going to go ahead and take Quiddy Pay. He's the best edge rusher on the board. According to a lot of people, you know, I don't know what Ballard's got on top of his board, but Quiddy Pay is a big boy. Um, he's 6'4", 272. You're going to sit him next to DeForest Buckner. Um, I think it's just a match made in heaven. You know, those are two big dudes just pushing on that O-line. You know, if one doesn't get through, I think the other does. Quiddy Pay's pretty raw. He doesn't have a lot of moves in the bag, but I think with his size, he's going to be a he's going to be a struggle for uh, really any O lineman that he lines up against. So um, we're going Quiddy Pay. I think um, that's probably the biggest need for the Colts aside from left tackle, but I think there's some depth there too. And you know we've seen a lot of those come off the board already. So I think we're getting good value here. Uh, up next is going to be, oh, my favorite rival, the Titans. Um, here's the problem. They have no wide receivers. Zero. Like, none. Well, who's on their, who's their depth chart? Let me look at this. AJ. AJB. Okay. okay, AJ Brown. Okay. Okay. AJ Brown. Ready? And then that's it. Josh Reynolds, <laughs> Chester Rogers, Rashard Davis, Cody Hollister, and Nick Westbrook. Akini? How do I say his name? Akini? What is it? 
I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know who that would be. What's the plan here, guys? The, the I have got to draft a, a wide receiver here. This is a glaring, absolute glaring need. Unless Josh Reynolds, yep. this is like the second coming of Josh Reynolds, maybe. I don't know. But I'm not counting on that. I I really wish I really wish Elijah Moore was still here, but he's not, so I'm taking Rashad Bateman. Nice. I like it. Um so I am the Jets here at my second pick of the draft at pick number twenty three. Um got Zach Wilson. Um Jets have a lot of needs on defense, um, specifically at the cornerback position. Um, there's a guy that's still here that is dropping down draft boards due to an injury uh, pre-draft here. He had back surgery a little bit ago, kind of downplayed at first, um, but he claims he's fine. I'm going to take Caleb Farley here, um, the corner out of Virginia Tech. Big physical guy, 6'2", 207. So it reminds me of an um, Xavier Rhodes-type corner. Um, a lot of people had him top 10 overall talent in this draft um, before this injury has dropped him. Um, so I think if if he is fine, um, I think the Jets just got a steal here uh, with, a, with a you know pre-draft number one corner you know two months ago in Caleb Farley uh, to help help kind of form this this complete team for Zach Wilson and the new regime here um, because Robert Sala has done a, a solid job starting off the Jets here and I think he's just going to keep going drafting more defense help on the Steelers here at 24 um, kind of looking through the roster I think running back it's a huge need you just lost Connor who really wasn't a super incredible player but yeah Le'Veon Bell before that I think they could use some help at linebacker um quarterback is something they need to plan for for the future but all you know all the top tier quarterbacks are gone at least the first first round talents um and you know micah parsons has gone here from for linebackers so um just looking at talent i know a lot of left tackles have come off the board but alejandro villanueva you just lost him to free agency he was getting older um but you got to kind of start thinking about the future here too um Ben Roethlisberger you know I don't know if this is his last year if he's going to run it again after this uh I'm going to go ahead and take Walker Little uh, a little bit of a flyer he's only played one game in two years but when you look for a left tackle um he's six foot seven 309 he looked really good in his first season with Stanford he just hasn't gotten on the field since look into it too deep I assume he got injured his second year and then opted out last year is what I'm assuming happened um, but you're getting a guy that basically checks all the boxes, but you just don't know he hasn't played. So I guess you don't know for sure, but you got a little bit of time, I think. Um, so Walker little from Stanford pick 24 for the Steelers. Jaguars are on the clock and I keep drafting offensive linemen. And I'm going to draft another one, Tevin Jenkins. Um, he, I mean, it, 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 we're getting to the point. It's, it's, it's a deep offensive line class, but we're 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 losing them quickly. I think this is now the fourth or the fifth one that's been taken, and we're not even out of the first round yet. Uh, the The Jaguars are another team that needs to that needs to spend a lot of their capital on shoring up the the ship. You know, I'm, well, you I'm, just you just drafted your future in Trevor Lawrence. 
Well, right. And so, so we, we got to shore it all up right now. I mean, there, there, there's no, it's, it's done. And what's interesting about Jacksonville is they're built to compete. I don't think they can compete this year. Uh, offensively, they're, they're, they are built to compete. And at a good, solid offensive line, may make them scary again. It wasn't very long ago as a Colts fan that I was like, hey, guys, we should be worried about these Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, it, things, things are looking, you know, we, this is not what it used to be. Then it fell apart again. Maybe it's because they're the Jaguars and it's always going to fall apart. I don't know. We'll see. Time will tell. But if I'm, if I'm in charge of the, of the Jaguars, I'm taking Trevor Jenkins right here. Uh, sorry, Tevin Jenkins. Um, not the best prospect. But good enough. Uh, he's athletic enough to, to make up for everything that he lacks in his size as far as his arms. He's a little bit smaller and, you know, sideways. But he's a big boy, 317 pounds, and he can play left or right. I mean, this is a guy that you can just throw in to make the team better. And it's an upgrade, and I'll take it. Yeah, and I'll go back to my pick. The Jets actually had a chance to do that before the Jags because the Jets picked Zach Wilson second, but then they have – two picks earlier for the Jags. So this might end up being like a, a duel for the best offensive lineman available here on who can protect their guy. But, um, you know, the Jets drafted Mackay Becton number 11 overall last year. So that was, that was a variable, but that was what I was going to for anyone wondering why I wouldn't have done the exact same thing in protecting Zach Wilson. But yeah, good pick, Tony. Thanks. Hey, just just something real interesting. We've took we've taken a lot of left tackles here. Um, I would I wouldn't be surprised if it was one or the other. Where you know we've seen the Colts be successful. I think the NFL's taking notes where we might see seven or eight offensive linemen go in this first round, or because the depth's so deep, it could be the complete opposite where we see two or three early, and then we don't see another one till the second round. So. And it could be the same with the wide receivers. There's just so much talent there that some of these teams may skip on those two positions knowing that they can get it later. So I'd be, I'm interested to see how that's going to fall because uh, we've done a lot, of, a lot of left tackle and a lot of wide receiver in our mock here. Yeah. So I've got the Browns at 26, um, and the Browns have rapidly turned into a very scary team. Um, we were kind of going through it yesterday, kind of looking at, you know, what's their weakness? Because they they don't have a lot of weakness. I think the Browns are going to absolutely shock some people next year. I know they made the playoffs this past year, but I wouldn't the, be surprised. Go ahead. Go ahead. Take it. I was going to say, I would not be surprised if the Browns are meeting up with the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game and wow. give them a game, if not, are in the Super Bowl. Wow, I wasn't going to say that. I, I was going to say the Browns would win their division, but go ahead, Daniel. Oh, go they're going to – I feel like and, – and me being a Ravens fan, I hate it because they are going to win this division. Wow. And, you know, injury – you know, injury variable aside, Baker needs to put it together. That's the, that's the only variable, really, is this Baker-OBJ dynamic. Is it going to work this year? And I feel like even if it doesn't, because guess what? OBJ got hurt last year and they still made the playoffs. It's not like they struggled. Baker did better. But if I'm the Browns and I'm sitting here at 26 on the clock and a guy like Zayvon Collins is still sitting here, the linebacker out of Tulsa, that is all that I need. I mean, you just you just shirt up your, your defensive line. You have Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney. You have solid corners. 
You have a solid O-line, great running back, good offensive weapons. I mean, Zayvon Collins would complete this team and make this a just a nightmare for teams. I mean, he is one of the best athletes of this entire draft. I mean, he he is so incredibly good. He is an absolute stud. He should not be here. I would be shocked if Zayvon Collins actually lasts till the 26th pick. But if it does, it'll be like the uh, the Dolphins and Jalen Waddle situation. They will be jumping for joy. There will be no time in between these picks. It's all they need is a good, solid linebacker, and he may be the best one of this draft. You know, outside of Micah Parsons, these two are going to be competing for which one's better here in a couple of years. And then, like you like you just mentioned, the Ravens. I've got them here at twenty seven. Um, they've been a good team for the last few years. Lamar Jackson's been solid, uh, but the pass game struggled last year. Um, I could see him going after linebacker here, but I think, you know, I th- they're talking about extending Lamar, which I don't love right now. I think you need another season to see what he's got. So why not help him out? You know, his best, his best target right now is Marquise Brown outside of Mark Andrews. It's Marquise Brown and he's five nine one seventy. You did just bring in Sammy Watkins. You, I mean, you don't know what you're going to get out of him. So let's go after uh, Terrace Marshall Jr. He's 6'3", 200 pounds, gives uh, Lamar Jackson a big body that can wrangle in his inaccurate passes. So uh, <laughs> Terrace Marshall. <laughs> LSU. Love it. Love that big. Good job, Corey. <laughs> uh, Saints are up next, and... I guess apparently I'm a team needs guy. The team, the team needs some defense, and that's what I focus in on. I mean, on, on the offensive, I guess there's, there's some need for a wide receiver here. And I guess there are still a few wide receivers left on the, on the board, but I don't think putting points on the board was the problem. You know, Alvin Kamara is a wide receiver. Let's, let's first of all say he's the wide receiver, too, for that team. Maybe the wide receiver one, arguably. Anyway, um, I don't see any offensive player that will make a significant difference at this point in the draft. And the problem is I don't see a defensive player. They're late enough in the picks that there's nobody that's, they're going to inject. That's just going to make a massive difference. But I do think that Sean Payton is a very clever man. And I think Sean Payton runs this team. I don't know. We joked earlier about how he, we didn't know who um, the general manager of the jets was. I don't know who the general manager of the saints is because Sean Payton runs the saints organization. Is that unfair to say? I think that's fair. Nope. So I think that Sean Payton can kind of do really whatever he wants, and as long as it works, it's going to work. I think they need defensive help. I think Sean Payton's going to want help there. I'm concerned about my pick. Greg Newsom's going to be my pick. Let's get to the point. He's a cornerback. It's useful. My biggest concern is seven pass interference penalties in his last 14 games. I'm worried he's young and that he's excited and that he's aggressive, too aggressive. And then if that goes to the NFL, then, I mean... Jeez, you can't have, you know, you can't have a pass interference call every other game. I mean, it, guys, who does that? Does that happen? I don't know. He's a good player. I, I think he's a great player. I think he may need to sit for a minute. I, th- I think he may need to be the secondary guy to a player that's probably not as good as him. But if he can get his head right and he can, and he can get, you know, get NFL ready, like in, mentally, I think that he makes a huge impact, a late season impact, a playoff, se- a playoff impact, or, or a 2021 and, or 2022 impact, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't see him making a significant impact this year, but he's a very, very exciting prospect that just needs some development. 
I mean, I, I like it. Marshawn Lattimore is getting in trouble off the field, and he was supposed to be their answer at corner, you know, for the next 10 years. But Sean Payton is very solid at drafting. Um, you know, there was that one draft where they drafted Ryan Ramchick, Alvin Kamara, um, their starting safety, and another solid guy. I mean, he, he is a very solid drafting, um, well, we're going to call him owner. <laughs> okay, owner <laughs> the works. time being of the same, yeah. <laughs> but um, if they if they select a corner here, I and it is uh, Greg Newsom. I think it's the answer. I think he thinks that he could probably fix him, like what you're saying. If it's an absolute issue uh, with the pass interference, I think I think he'll think that he could fix that. Twenty um, ninth pick, the Packers on the board, and I'm going to make it finally the year. This is exactly what I would do if I were the Packers, but the Packers always do exactly the opposite of what I think they should do. But uh, I think they should draft a quarterback. Me too. Yeah, and then trade up in the second and take a running back. And then pay pay my running back the most, you know, a lot more money than than we need to give him and then draft another one. I think think a room full of running backs and a room full of quarterbacks is really going to help the team. Imagine having Najee Harris and Aaron Jones – and Drew AJ Dillon and AJ Dillon all on the same locker room. Wow, that'd be so cool. Oh man, yeah, put them all three on the field. Yeah, do a little wishbone. <laughs> wishbone. Yeah. Uh, um, Up into your this is the year, though. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I'm drafting a wide receiver for the Packers in the first round. They absolutely refuse to do it year in year out. I'm gonna do it for them. Um, don't even have to. Don't even have to be the right guy. Just drafting another body that's decent. <laughs> You're right. I mean, even, it could be a bad one. You just draft. Just draft one. Everybody's going to be happy. Seriously, all they have spent on wide receivers is Marcus Valdez Scantling and Equinemius St. Brown. They were like fourth and fifth round picks. I mean, they're just desperate to get Devonte Adams some help. Please. Where did Al, please Where did Alamo's guard come from? Okay, he was a decent pick, but I think he was picked. He was picked super late too, wasn't he? Yeah. Like sixth round? I mean, they try, but they don't try hard enough. They they need to get somebody somebody with it. So Aaron Aaron Rodgers hasn't had a good slot wide receiver since Randall Cobb, and he was only good for like a year or two. I'm going to take Rondale Moore here out of Purdue. Um, as far as a slot athlete, he is, he is the guy. He ran a 4-2-9-40, 42-and-a-half inch vertical. Um, I, I think getting a slot guy rather than another dominant, you know, number one type guy is the, is the move here. Um, you know, cause Alan Lazard, he's pretty tall. Marcus Alda Scantling's pretty tall. Those guys are both, um, you know, fast guys too. They get a lot of deep targets and then Devonte Adams is literally everything. So, uh, put a guy that you kind of get the middle targets there. Rondale Moore out of Purdue. I've got the Bills here. Bills were one of the best teams in the NFL last year. Um, Pretty solid on the defense side of the ball. The offense absolutely exploded. Stephon Diggs, I expected to kind of fail there, and he turned into basically a top three wide receiver in the NFL. Uh, Josh Allen looks great. The O-line's solid. Um, I think the Bills, if I'm them, I'm just taking best player on the board. I'm taking Jalen Phillips out of Miami. Um, now, right off the bat, Phillips' main concern is injury. Um, he played for UCLA, 
they they refused to clear him to play football due to concussions. So he transferred to Miami, sat out a year, um, and then played last year. Uh, played really well. Um, basically, what from what I understand, if he didn't have the injury concern, he'd probably be a top 10 pick in this draft. So as the Bills, I'm taking a little bit of a flyer, but I am here at 30 in the first round. Um, I can kind of afford to do that with the team I have. Um, and if he lands, I mean, it, I mean, it's it'd be incredible. So you'd just be adding, you know, a star to that defensive line. At minimum, you're adding depth, even if he's not on the field for every play. Um, but the reality is Jerry Hughes is getting old. He's still a good player. But, you know, if you can, if you can hit on Jalen Phillips here and get a really good talent late in this first round, you're only getting better. And I love this pick as a steal here late in the first round. Nice. Yeah. I agree with everything that you said. Yeah. Defensive end is a big time improvement. The bills are here. To, the bills are for real, right? Are we on, on board here? Like this is not a one-time oh, yeah. thing. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. The bills are absolutely for real. I agree. Uh, the chiefs are up next and they lost the super bowl because they didn't have a good offensive line. And then their offensive line retired. Um, so <laughs> no, they cut them all. That's what it was. Yeah. They cut them all. Yeah. But are they signed anywhere else? <laughs> Did they oh, the sign? few guys that were cut? Yeah. Uh, Fisher. I actually don't. I feel like they're I'll, not. I'll look. Okay, yeah, look it up. Anyway, regardless, we need we need offensive linemen now. Like, we literally just lost the Super Bowl because Patrick Mahomes was running for his fucking life from the moment the game started to the end of it. And nobody saw that coming, by the way. Good job on Tampa Bay for, for putting the pressure on him. But they need help on the offensive line. And I'll take any living breathing offensive lineman available Dylan Redunds is the is the one that's available and I'm taking him because you know what I really literally don't care this is like what you said with Green Bay like if you don't take an offensive lineman you're screwed like the fan base was gonna they're gonna turn on you so I'm taking an offensive lineman Redunds is my favorite one top of the board that's who I'm taking and that's all there is to it yeah I like Redunds there he's 6'6 299 um, looking through the notes, he's kind of known as a run blocker, which I don't think is a bad thing here for the Chiefs. I mean, they're such a pass-heavy offense. Why not get a guy that can help bang around in the run game? Uh, he's out of North Dakota State with uh, Trey Lance. Uh, so, you know, they're good at recruiting that top talent that doesn't want to play in Division One. So uh, I think you're getting a top-tier player there. Nice. Uh, speaking of the Bucks to beat the Chiefs. Um, they're a very hard team to kind of predict what they're what, what they're going to do here. They were the first team since like 76 to bring back all starters on both sides of the ball. Um, so all 22 starters are back. Um, and, and it's hard when you have a team like this that doesn't really have a whole lot of weaknesses except for age. Um, I'm going to address defensive line here. Uh, the corners are all very young. Um, safety's great. I'm just going to take kind of the best available player here, but also, um, you know, a, a position of need because Ndamukong Sue is 34. Uh, William Golston is 30. Those are my two starters. Jason Pierre-Paul's 32. So as far as the edge, we need to, you know, we need to keep the youth here. And I'm taking Jason away um, out of Penn State. Um, he is a, you know, we talk about defensive ends being some of the best athletes you know, overall in the NFL, as far as just like overall fitness, 
I mean, the guy ran a 4'3", 40, 40-inch vertical, over 11-foot broad jump. I mean, just crazy athlete, and he's only 22 years old. I think he's coming out technically as like a redshirt sophomore. So um, I'm going to take Jason away here to sure up the uh, future of the defensive line here for the Bucks. Is that it? That's 32 picks? That's everybody. That's the first round. Yeah. That's the first round of the draft. It has concluded. Stay tuned for rounds two and three on night two. Just kidding. Those that's, picks. that's not going to happen, by the way. Can you imagine how long it would take us to get through two rounds? <laughs> Jesus. That's not going to happen. That would be a 100% accurate board that we just did right there. No doubt. It's going to be a good board. That's a good-looking hey, board. Hey, PFF loves it. PFF all loves A's it. And, oh, absolutely. All A's and B's except for Rashawn Slater, J.C. Horn, and Jeremiah Awosu. I would never draft any of those players anyway, so I'm good. I'm good there. I'm just yeah. kidding. I would draft some of them. I shouldn't say that. That's irresponsible. Tony, PFF says Tony drafted better than me, me and you, Daniel. Well, yeah. I looked at the paper and hey. made the decision. I didn't think about it. I just made the decision. Probably the best yeah, way to PFF. do it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you have it, guys. Uh, so that's the first first mock draft of the season, I guess. Let's do a fancy mock draft soon. Let's we do one. We'll do one right after the uh, right after the draft. We'll do a way too early or way too early, not too early, a normal timed dynasty mock draft. That's what's coming up. Anybody have anything yeah. else? Anybody? Are we doing anything next week? Uh, yeah, we'll do something next week, but it could be it could be pretty low key. It could be easy. Yeah. You want to talk about the Eagles? You want to do an Eagles deep dive next week? I wouldn't mind I that. We'll, we'll do Eagles let's deep wait till dive. the draft, though. Just wait till they yeah. draft a, a, a quarterback at 12. No, Jesus. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of rumors <laughs> swirling right before the draft uh, next week, so we can kind of break all those down. All right, we'll look at draft day rumors, and we'll have it out on draft day. There you have it. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. Three.